Zach Lockerbie, Lindsey Crosby here with you. We are now joined via the WANI hotline by Representative Andrew Sorrell from Muscle Shoals. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Zach. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, of course. And so you've got some uh, some big news. I've seen a few articles up uh, throughout the state about it. But uh, yeah, tell folks uh, tell folks the big news. Well, Zach, I've decided that instead of running for re-election this time, I'm actually going to be running statewide, and I'm going to be seeking the office of state auditor. Well, that's great news. Uh, that that is good news. I'm sure you're very excited about that. So for folks. Uh, I guess, like myself, uh, what is what are the responsibilities for uh, for the state auditor for folks that are um, unfamiliar with that? Yeah, sure. Great questions. I, I do get that question a lot. The state auditor tracks property worth five hundred dollars or more. There's one point seven billion dollars worth of property owned by all the different boards and agencies and subdivisions of Alabama's government, uh, and the auditor tracks anything worth five hundred dollars or more. It also tracks things like computers or hard drives that may not be worth $500, but that contain sensitive information. The auditor additionally serves on the Board of Adjustment. This is the board that adjudicates claims against the state, so you cannot, you cannot sue the state of Alabama as a sovereign entity. However, if you have a valid claim, you can put it in with the Board of Adjustment, and the auditor has a vote on that board. The third thing the auditor does is very, very important appoints registrars in 66 of the 67 Alabama counties. These are the people who register you to vote and who take people off the voter rolls that moved away, went to jail, passed away, anything like that. So, again, those are the three main duties of the state auditor's position. I think it's important that we get somebody in there who's a real fiscal conservative who will watch the taxpayer's money like a hawk. So when uh, when you decided to go into this, I'm I'm sure it was a tough decision if you wanted to rerun for – your seat up in Muscle Shoals or, or run for state auditor. What went into that decision? Well, what happened was two years ago, somebody introduced the bill in the state Senate to actually eliminate the state auditor's position. And I was like you back then. I really didn't know a whole lot about the state auditor's position. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to go study this position and, and see, see what it does. The more I looked into the state auditor's position, the more I was like, no, that'd be a huge mistake to get rid of that position. I ended up opposing the bill, coming out in opposition to the bill, because of all the valuable things that I think the state auditor's office does. And I think we're moving the wrong direction with the auditor's office. We don't need to be getting rid of the auditor's office. We need to be giving the auditor more duties. If there's one thing everybody, Republican and Democrat, can agree on, we want accountable, transparent government. And I think that starts with the auditor's office. I actually carried a bill this year that would have returned the Department of Public Examiners to be under the state auditor's office. Those are the people who come in and do more of the actual auditing, what people would think of as an audit. They audit all the governmental entities to make sure that the money is going where it's supposed to. Hey, Andrew, I know that um, that there's a, a pastor, Stan Cook, that has also entered this race. I don't want you to, to talk about you know your, your competitor directly, but if somebody's listening to this and says, yes, this is really important, I want to get involved in this race, I want to vote in this race, why should they vote for you over Stan Cook? Well, I think there's really two reasons. Number one, my business experience. I think I could run the office well. I started my first company when I was 16. I'm 35 now, so I've been operating that for 19 years. Mm -hmm. Started my second company at age 28. I still operate both companies, have locations in Florence and Huntsville. So I'm a successful entrepreneur, and I think that that looks good on the resume for state auditor. Second, you can go check my voting record in the state legislature where I have one of the most conservative voting records in the state. Groups like the Alabama Policy Institute have come out and said that Andrew Sorrell is a, quote, 
fiscal conservative unafraid to stand alone on his principles when they gave me the 2020 Conservative Policy Warrior Award. Also, the Club for Growth Foundation rated me number one in the legislature for my pro-economic growth voting record on 13 key votes from 2020. So I think that I have a record to run on, a record that I could be proud of, a record of watching over the taxpayer money, voting against higher taxes and fees, and voting for liberty and freedom. We're joined this morning by Representative Andrew Sorrell, representing Muscle Shoals, but he is running for state auditor in the election next year. You, you mentioned you know, being unafraid to, to stand alone. You were the only uh, member of the House to vote against the education and general fund budgets in 2020 and 2021. What was your thought process going into that? And, you know, uh, I mean, why um, why did you vote against it? So in 2020, we were right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. You know, we, we, we went on spring break in March, and we didn't come back until May because the coronavirus was just ravaging. So we finally went back towards the middle or end of May in 2020, and I was told we were going down there to pass, quote, bare-bones budgets just enough to get by. Instead, what I found out was when we got down there, we were actually spending hundreds of millions of dollars more in our budgets than we had the year before. And I was like, so wait a minute, we have 13% unemployment, yet the state of Alabama is still finding a way to grow the size and scope of government? So it just didn't sit well with me, so I voted no. This year, the spending increases were even larger. I know we're kind of at the tail end of the pandemic now. The vote was a couple months ago. But still, um, I ran as a small government conservative, and we're growing the size of government in Alabama you know, three, four, five percent every single year. I don't want government to grow. I want government to shrink. I think there's too much government. And I felt like, to be honest, to the principles that I ran on, I had to vote no on both of those budgets. Although there were plenty of great things in those budgets. You know, I'm not saying that I was against everything in the budget, but taken overall, I think Alabama is spending too much money. We have too much debt. We should be putting that extra money towards paying off our debt. So you mentioned you know, you're pro small government, and I think uh, I think a lot of Republicans throughout the state of Alabama would agree with you um, as far as your vision for that. But small government as a state auditor, what exactly does that look like? I, I think what it looks like is just keeping track of the property. I mean, that's really the, the job description of the state auditor. So I'm for small government. I'm also for good and efficient government. And part of that means making sure that the property isn't disappearing. So we lose 1% to 2% of our property every year. It's either lost, it's stolen. We don't really know what happens to it. If we didn't have a state auditor, then how much would we lose? If people knew that nobody was going to come behind them and be checking to make sure that that desk and the table and, and the computer were still there, then how much property would we lose? Could it be 4 or 5%? There's really no telling. So I think, you know, being a conservative, you're, you're for small government, but you're also for good and efficient government. And I intend to run that office as efficiently as I possibly can. You know, and in, in talking about that, uh, Jim Ziegler has made a habit of not releasing the audits that the state auditor does. You you talked about transparency. You, you talked about efficient government. Is that something that you plan to get back to if you are elected to this position? I'd have to ask Jim why he why he is not, if there's some reason I'm, I'm unaware of. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't release the audits. But, again, I'm saying that without having – the benefit of having asked him if there's a valid reason for doing so. But now I, I, like I say, I, I do believe in transparency. My preference would be to always release those audit reports. I mean, they're supposed to go to the governor, but I don't see any reason that the voters in Alabama couldn't see those. If we're having, you know, three, four, five percent of our property disappearing every year, that property is not owned by the state auditor. It's not owned by the governor. It's owned by the voters of the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. We're joined this morning by Representative Sorrell. Uh, he represents Muscle Shoals, but he is running for state auditor 
next year. Uh, Lindsay mentioned Z- uh, Jim Ziegler, the, the current state auditor. What is your relationship with Jim like? Have, have you guys communicated at all? Uh, what does that look like? We have. Uh, I've known I've known Jim for nearly a decade now. Uh, I think he's done a, a, a good job running that office on a very, very tight budget, a budget which has been shrinking in recent years. The legislature has continually cut his budget. They've cut him as much as 30% in a year. Uh, I know just in the time that I've been in the legislature, they've slashed its budget from $1.2 million down to 900000 And last year, they tried to slice it from 900000 to 500000 He actually called me and said, Andrew, can you help me? I'm calling all my friends in the house. Can you help me get this budget restored? I cannot run the state auditor's office on $500,000. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I called the general fund budget chairman, who was very helpful. A number of us reached out to him, and we were able to get that funding restored back up to, I believe, 850000 for the auditor's office. So I have a very good relationship with, uh, with Jim. And, of course, he's termed out, and he can't run again. And, you know, all the interest and, and involvement that I've had with the state auditor's office, it just really piqued my interest in the office. And I knew it was going to be an open seat, so I decided to take a shot for it. What do you think about term limits? Do you think the do you think the state auditor should be term limited? What I think it's two, to two terms. Um, are, are you pro uh, term limit? Uh, I am pro term limit, not just for the auditor. I'm pro term limit for the legislature, and I actually introduced that bill. Now, the way I had the bill written, I was trying to make it as generous as possible because you know term limits never goes anywhere in the legislature. So I thought, okay, maybe if we allow for three terms instead of two, I could get some more support for it. I introduced that bill. It still didn't go anywhere. So the majority of the legislature obviously does not believe in term limits, but I do. I introduced the bill, and if if that bill ever makes it to the floor, I would vote for it. We're joined this morning by Representative Sorrell. He is running for state auditor. Uh, I mean, we we mentioned a few things when we were talking about your your voting history regarding, you know, uh, general funds and things like that, and you mentioned mentioned, uh, the, the pandemic. How do you think the state of Alabama handled the COVID-19 pandemic as a whole? We have the fifth best bounce back in the nation. Um, I was with the governor's chief of staff yesterday in an event. He said that we've been rated number five in the nation for how quickly we're bouncing back from the pandemic. However, I don't think the pandemic was handled perfectly by the state of Alabama. I think that people were far too willing to give up their liberties and freedoms. I think we saw churches being shut down. We told we told some people that, you know, their small businesses weren't important enough to be opened. And the legislature came back this year and fixed some of those things. I mean, my friend, Representative Keel, had a bill that said, you cannot shut down one business while you're leaving other businesses open. If, if you're going to have a set of rules for occupancy or anything like that, they have to apply evenly to the big and small businesses alike. Because we were shutting down the mom and pop shops and sending everybody to Target and Walmart, which made absolutely no sense. So I think looking back, the whole thing about essential and non-essential businesses, that was a huge mistake. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We really, really appreciate it. Where can people find more information about your campaign and your platform and follow along with everything you have going on? Well, there's two places. They can go to andrewsorrell.com, and Sorrell is S-O-R-R-E-L-L. They can also find me on Facebook, Andrew Sorrell for State Auditor. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for your time. Thank you for being flexible in regards to scheduling, and uh, best of luck to you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on, Zach. That is Andrew Sorrell. He's a Republican representative from Muscle Shoals running for state honor. We continue Auburn Opelika this morning next.